while not all the Psalms are like this, today we are back in a Psalm again of David that is kind of in the same place uh, as what we read yesterday, where the world is kind of chaotic and hard and difficult for those that are standing in this place of pursuing righteousness. And so it's not unlike the times we find ourselves in now. And if we're perfectly honest, it's going to continue to get worse. And so let's look at Psalm 12 for the encouragement we see when the God of justice steps in. I pray this episode blesses you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are in Psalm chapter 12. We are going through the Psalms in a devotional reading style to help give you the opportunity to get God's Word into your heart and mind to help you kind of focus on Him throughout your day. This is a Psalm of David. Help, Lord, for the godly are no more. The faithful have vanished among men. Everyone lies to his neighbor. Their flattering lips speak with deception. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and every boastful tongue that says we will triumph with our tongues. We own our lips. Who is our master? Because of the oppression of the weak and the groaning of the needy, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver refined in a furnace of clay, purified seven times. O Lord, you will keep us safe and protect us from such people forever. The wicked freely strut about when what is vile is honored among men. Today's psalm is similar and kind of in the same vein as yesterday's psalm, where we are looking at this description of a time 
when those believers, those God's people, those that are committed to God, are really in a place of being deeply troubled by the evil, ungodly, wicked people that that are around them. And and yes, obviously we can see from this psalm that was written so many years ago that there's an element of this that God's people ha- have always experienced. When you are living your way, your life in a way that is to pursue God, to pursue righteousness, to stand in the gap for the things that there are in opposition to the world, we're always going to feel naturally out of place or out of sorts or in opposition to what's going on in the culture. But in the last days before Christ returns, those conditions were, will be so common and it's so going to be deeply rooted in humanity that it, it's unfortunately going to get worse. And I think that's important because, you know, some people will say we're living in the end times. Some people um, don't. They're in denial uh, that anything's even going on. I kind of um, err on the side of caution in the sense of if we are living in the end times, I have a job to do. And my job is to tell as many people about Jesus as I can. And so that's what I focus on. I'm not one of those ones that's going to focus on blood moons and the signs and, you know, all the things that people say pointing to, to the end times. I think the disciples thought that they were in the end times in some regards. And so all I know is I have work to do. Jesus gave us some very clear instructions of what we're to be doing while we're waiting for him to come back. And so my encouragement would be not to get so caught up on that as much as the burden for those that are lost and dying to go and going to hell. Uh, that's really where I think our focus needs to be. But anyway, um, what we're seeing here is this encouragement that we can have as followers of, of Christ, that there's this element of God's power and his presence that will protect us and encourage us even in the places or the seasons where evil is at its worst, we can have assurance that God will keep us safe and protect us um, really forever, which I think is the encouragement in this psalm. I do want to point out um, and spend a little bit of time on verse six. It says, And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver refined in a furnace of clay, purified seven times. This idea of the clay furnace is really, it's a Hebrew term used for furnace. Here, the only place that we see this in the Bible. And it mentions silver. So in this context, we can understand this to mean like a clay crucible, which was used for uh, the purposes really of being destri- described, and that was something that was really uh, common in Egyptian paintings, and archaeologists have found them. And so this reference here, it's talking about silver being refined in a furnace of clay that was specific to that purpose. This idea of being refined in a furnace, um, it talks about the purification process. So usually silver would go through a refining process a few times to remove all of the impurities. And so the imagery here is really of somebody that's been purified seven times, which is the number of completion in Hebrew. So it's basically alluding to once somebody is completely purified. So if it says the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver refined in a furnace of clay, purified seven times, really what's that saying to us? It's saying that there are is a purification process that has already happened that is completely purified. 
it's really a word picture that's referring to just this idea of perfection. And so if it's saying that God's words are flawless and perfect and the imagery is of perfection, and then we follow that up with verse 7, O Lord, you will keep us safe and protect us from such people forever. There's a confidence that we can rest in in knowing that God's word is true. God's word is faithful. God's word will never come back null and void. The promises that he makes, he keeps. And so I I think sometimes it's easy to miss some of those kinds of things because we don't typically have an understanding of of purification or, you know, what what any of that means. So given a a little bit of that insight, I want to read this again. Help, Lord, for the godly are no more. The faithful have vanished among men. Everyone lies to his neighbor. Their flattering lies speak with deception. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and every boastful tongue that says, We will triumph with our tongues. We own our lips. Who is our master? Because of the oppression of the weak and the groaning of the needy, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver refined in a furnace of clay, purified seven times. O Lord, you will keep us safe and protect us from such people forever. The wicked freely strut about when what is vile is honored among men. This week, even on the news, it's almost too hard to even watch the news these days, but on the news, several stories broke that really caused me to just groan. And I feel like every day we're hearing stories of um, children being trafficked and uh, tra- the tragedies of war and new diseases and this almost sense of, uh, if you're not careful, you can get into this sense of just feeling like there's just this hopelessness in the world when we see things heaped on top of each other. And so I found myself really in this posture of groaning before the Lord. And I, and I think for people that are not believers or that do not have a relationship with the Lord, it's very easy to get to that place, but then it's very easy to stay in that place. And instead, I think the encouragement is, is to lean into what, what this verse is encouraging us to, to remember. It is because of the oppression of the weak and the groaning of the needy, that God arises and he says, I will protect them from those who malign them. And the words of the Lord are flawless. Essentially what it's saying is because of that overwhelming groaning of our hearts and and those needs, it's because of that that he rises up to protect us. God is a God of justice. God is a God of compassion. God is good. And he does good. So friend, I want to encourage you right now that if you were in a season of oppression, if you were in a season of heartache or heartbreak or chaos or even just overwhelm, I want to encourage you that you have a God that doesn't sit by and just watch it happen, but that rises up to protect and to work through those situations that, that like we said yesterday, he is still on the throne. And he will forever be on the throne. Let's pray. Lord God, I, I, we come before you in just this posture of 
almost numbness, I feel like sometimes that we can take in what's going on in the world across the globe because it feels so overwhelming. And yet we can clearly see that these are problems that have long plagued humanity, have long plagued God's people, and and to be quite honest, are going to get worse. And so Lord, help us to put aside or I guess maybe say surrender those things to you, Lord, and help us to be encouraged that it is because of the oppression of the weak that you rise up and say, I will protect them. I will be their protector. Lord God, we thank you that your word is flawless. Your word is perfect. And this idea of perfection that we see in the scriptures, when you say that you will keep us safe and you will protect us, God, we thank you for the eternal protection we have because of you. And and that even when things in this world are unjust, we can be assured of the eternal protection we have because of you. God, we thank you that you love us and you sent Jesus to rescue us. We thank you and we praise you in all things. Amen. Hey friends, before you go, I just wanted to fill you in on something. I've gotten a lot of questions recently about what's next. People have gone through the She Hears Bible study and they kind of want to have some direction as far as what to do next. Don't worry, I will be writing more studies. But in the meantime, the goal of the She Hears Bible study was to not only help you to learn how to hear Jesus through the example of the six women, in the study, but really for you to have a, a set of tools to use that you can apply to other passages of scripture. So what I have available for you on the resources page of my website is a couple different tools to help you do just that. And depending on your budget, there's lots of options. The first option is just a very simple uh, ESV version book of John Bible journal. And so what that is, is on one side, you have the scripture from the the whole book of John. So on one side, you have the actual scripture verse by verse. And on the other side, you have places to take notes. And so that's a really easy place to continue doing the color method of study. And if you don't have the colors that we have designated in the study, those are available. I think they're just a couple bucks in the, in the resources page as well. But you can continue to use that color method throughout, you know, one chapter or a, a couple verses. It's a really easy way to do that. And they're small. You can kind of tuck it into your bag. The second resource is similar, except it's all four gospels like that. And so that, that one is done by Hosanna Revival and they're just beautiful. Um, I love them, just the aesthetic of them. They make me feel really special when I'm working in them. And so that's all four of the Gospels. And that's a little bit more expensive because you're getting the whole set. And then the third option, and there's two different price points depending on what you're looking for, is we have journaling Bibles. And so there's the hardcover that are beautifully painted, and then also the leather bound. And what I love about those is when you open them up inside, you will see space in the margins to continue to write. Some people just have a thing about writing in their Bibles. Not me. My Bibles are all marked up. But if you have a thing about writing in your Bibles, this could be a dedicated journaling Bible where you can do the color method and not worry about getting, you know, your study Bible all messed up. And so I pray that those resources bless you. I 
started putting those in the shop after people started requesting them. And then I realized that I never really told you guys about them unless you private message me. So in case you're looking for what's next, what's more, this is a really good transition after you finish the She Hears Bible Study. I pray that it blesses you. Have a good week, friends. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.